from Local 12 Sports. It's the Skinny Podcast. Now, here's Richard Skinner. Welcome into the Skinny Podcast. It's the Bengals Training Camp Edition. I'm Richard Skinner, Local12.com digital sports columnist and editor with Chris Wrinkle. And it's presented by Blake, the attorney, Maislin. All right, Skinny, second day of pads for the Bengals. Uh, they still don't technically hit like they used to, but we're seeing things get a little more physical, especially it's hot out, guys are tired, and I think maybe a little tempers are going to start flaring here soon. Today was a really long practice. I mean, I went in the locker room afterwards, and, and I saw guys really gas. I mean, like taking a long time to get tape off. Guys slumped. Even guys that, you know, the, the big guys you expect that from, right? They're bigger guys. And the wide receivers and running backs, I mean, everybody was gassed. This was clearly the toughest practice of the year by far. It was not the hottest practice, but it was up there in the heat range. And you mentioned the physicality. They actually had a short yardage situation today where they ran third and ones, and then they gave them a fourth down scenario. If they didn't make that third down, they were actually tackling people to the ground in that setting. Nothing overly physical, but still more physical than what we've seen. And you know how that goes. You ramp that up. If it's a second day tomorrow, and I'm going to guess he'll back off tomorrow, but we'll see. It's a second day tomorrow. That's when tempers go. But really competitive period at the end of today where they had to drive the ball down the field. The offense versus defense, they were keeping score. The offense ends up winning that on, on a couple of great touchdowns. Trent Irwin with a one-handed catch in the corner of the end zone. Charlie Jones sets up another one with a long catch down to the one-yard line. He got nicked up. We'll talk about that in just a second. But uh, then, you know, uh, Joe Mixon powered one in the end zone. And trust me when I tell you, I cannot use this language on this podcast. <laughs> but you can assume where it's going. Guys were really chirping each other. Not in an awful way, but just in a very competitive way. Um, and I think that's good. I mean, Zach Taylor set that thing to a score for a reason. He wants these guys to compete, and it was very competitive the last period of practice. I'd be more concerned if Joe Mixon had a powerful run for a touchdown and the defense just said, good. all right, well, that's we're good. it. No, yeah, that's cool. Right. We're that's good. Right. That's right. That's so right. good to see the guys yeah. getting a little ticked off at each other. You like to see that out of your team. Uh, overall, I thought a really good day for the offense. Who stood out to you? Well, Jamar Chase has just done ridiculous things. I did a column. It's up on Local12.com on the day off yesterday of three risers, three fallers. And Sometimes the fallers are because a guy got hurt. You know, Drew right. Crispin's one, Travion Williams is one. The risers I had a tough time with, and, and honestly, I had Jamar Chase and T. Higgins, and you're thinking, how can they rise? They're already up there. <laughs> That's how good of a camp I think both have had. I don't know if you were still out there at this point. You saw the catch, obviously, Jamar had over Sidney Jones. Right. Um, but T. Higgins also had a catch where he had to catch it behind his body. Sidney Jones was thinking, I got myself an easy pick. He then spun away from Sidney Jones and would have gotten a huge gain. It's not Sidney. I mean, Sidney Jones actually makes the right play. Right. He just makes a ridiculous catch. These two guys have been just superb throughout camp. And the Trent Irwin catch, I know it's on Twitter from some folks, and you can find it there. It's as good as you're ever going to find. It was spectacular. Trent Irwin is an interesting one, as we've talked a couple times. They go out, they draft two rookie receivers, guys that we think they're pretty high on. This is obviously a wide receiver core that already has some superstar talent. Do you think he solidified his place as that fourth receiver? Because it just seems day in, day out, he keeps showing up. He keeps doing a good job. Yeah, maybe not the fourth, because I think that's going to be Charlie Jones's role, but certainly the fifth. And he's still, I mean, if somebody goes down, I know they want Charlie Jones to play any of the three spots, whether it's Jamar's, T's, or even in the slot. He's going to eventually be groomed as a slot receiver and replacement of, of Tyler Boyd when the time comes. But Trent Irwin does have a place on this roster, in my opinion. He is one of the better pure receivers they have. Not overly fast, but not slow. Not overly quick, but quick enough. And he just catches everything, and he competes like nobody's business. The 53-man the roster projection I did before camp, and I'll do another one after each preseason game leading up to final cuts, uh, I have him on the roster. He's my fifth guy. I got Stanley Morgan as a sixth. I have Andre Yoshivash kind of on that practice squad just because, again, late-round pick. Is he really going to show enough for another team to take him and put him on their active roster when the time comes. I think he's a 
perfect practice squad stash. Unless he, and he's had a really good camp too, don't get me wrong. But boy, Trent Irwin just, he just continues to show up. And it's just one of those guys you shouldn't and can't take for granted. Speaking of the receivers, you mentioned him, Charlie Jones. He went down towards the end of practice after making a big catch. You saw him in the locker room. How did he look? Yeah, it looked like when he was, he was actually laying on the cart. I think it came on the ball I talked about. He made a spectacular catch kind of over the shoulder going to the left sideline and then skidded on this shoulder and he had a scrape down this, this portion of the forearm. And they worked on him for a while on the cart. He finally sat up and it looked like he was kind of holding that very gingerly as he rode off. And it looked bad, so I go in not even assuming to see him. And I had another colleague just tap me on the shoulder and go, kind of pointed. And so I walked up. You got a second. He said, I'm going to take a shower. I said, are you okay? And he said, yeah. Now, sometimes guys can be fooling themselves. And, and yeah is relative. I think we'll know more tomorrow when we talk to Zach Taylor. But the good sign was, guys, if they're severely hurt in that circumstance, he would have been in the training room getting treatment. He might have already gotten some minor treatment to it. But at least that's at least an initial good sign for Charlie Jones. From one rookie to another, I'm looking at Chase Brown. He's got an opportunity here with Travion Williams likely going to be out for a few days with the high ankle sprain. I thought he got a lot of work today. What is on the on the table for him now that Travion, one of the veterans, can't go? Yeah, it's hard to tell on running plays unless those short yards. He looked good right. on the short yardage runs right. because so. nobody tackles. They touch you, but he looks like he presses the hole the way he's supposed to. He follows the tracks he's supposed to follow, hits the hole, finishes runs, all the things you want out of him. The one thing we've not seen yet, we haven't seen a ton of blitzing yet, so we haven't had to see those running backs pick up those guys in pass protection. I think that's the differentiator for any of those guys, be it uh, Travion Williams when he comes back, be it um, uh, Chase Brown. And, and that's probably not Chris Evans' forte. His is more of a receiver role, but he's going to have to do it if he wants to get on the field on third down. Chase Brown has an opportunity with some padded practices here moving forward. I'm going to guess we'll see some blitzing from Green Bay when they come to town just because so, they want to work on it too. I think that's when we're going to see what some of these running backs can do, especially in the pass protection. And if you're Travion, you're hoping you can get back by that portion of it. How many running backs do you think at this point they keep? Do they keep four? Do they keep three? That's, that's a great question because if you talk to a lot of us on the beat, we all differ. Some of us have four. Some of us have three. I've gone back and forth on it. I've stuck with four just because Chris Evans is on a rookie contract. I also could see the scenario what they did last year is one of those guys would be on the practice squad. The other would be up. Then they'd flip-flop them for whatever reason. Maybe one's having better practices. Maybe they need a better pass protector, better run, whatever it is that week. Um, so I, I, that could be the scenario, too. I think it comes down to do you keep the seventh wide receiver in Yoshibosh because he does have a great camp. And while he may not ever play this year, are you afraid you lose him to somebody else? The Chris Evans, Travion Williams scenario is it's been toggling him on the practice squad already. Can you do that again? I, I think that is one of the more interesting when we get the final cuts. Where do they go in that direction? And speaking of final cuts, it's usually we would be talking about, oh, next week is, yep. is the first cut. Now it's just all to the 53 man. How does that benefit, you think, this Bengals team where I think the majority of the 53 is already set? That's the thing. You know, it does give some guys a chance to put some stuff on tape, give some guys maybe a chance to impress you a little bit more because you're right. You have a good chunk of this roster already pretty well known, so there's not a lot of spots that guys are fighting for. But again, for them, it's a chance to put more on tape for perhaps another team. That stinks if you lose a guy you think, Stash them on the practice squad. I'll be honest, we mentioned there's going to be a handful of really good players cut. There's going to be a good cornerback who's had a good camp. And that's been the rage of the camp, right, is those backup cornerbacks. There's going to be probably one of those guys that's had a really good camp that's not going to make this team because of the numbers game of it. So I do think it's beneficial. You can get to that third preseason game. 
going to have to play any of your starters anymore. I mean, that's what the preseason has become, right? Really, training camp is the time for the starters to play. So the benefit of the extra guys on the roster is, no offense, a lot of times they're fodder for preseason games. But for them, they got to look at it as, this is my opportunity to put something on tape. All right. We'll wrap it up with the quarterbacks now. Several does not mean today. So Joe Burrow is still not out there as he deals with the calf injury that we're still trying to figure out what several means. Uh, the quarterbacks. We're not even on a couple yet, by the we're way. Not, we're not even on a couple. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. several couple. Yeah. Uh, who knows at this point. Uh, the backup quarterbacks, they flashed sometimes. Trevor Simeon struggled. I thought he had a pretty good day. Today. I did, too. And he got a chance to go with the ones today. That was pre-planned. They had Jake Browning go with the twos on. I get my days mixed up at this point on Monday, Tuesday. Wednesday was the day off. Then Trevor got the ones today. He gets the ones tomorrow in the fully padded practices. Um, and I thought Trevor looked really good today. I, I got to give him credit because I had him as one of my three fallers so far in camp. And part of it is because I think Jake Browning kind of elevated himself with his performance past him. Again, it's so relative until we see these guys in games. But good for Trevor for having a really good bounce back day with a chance to play for the one, play with the ones. But you mentioned it too with the Jamar Chase catch and the Higgins catch. I talked about those guys make you look pretty good too. Another day in the books, one week from tomorrow. It'll be the first preseason game. The Packers coming to town less than a week. For Chris Rankle, I'm Richard Skinner. It's been the Skinny Podcast, the Bengals Training Camp Edition, presented by Blake the Attorney Maislin.